Hello, and welcome to the Way to College podcast. My name is Dr. Jose Saldivar, and I'd like to welcome all of our listeners out there. This is actually our inaugural episode of the podcast. And um, just to give our listeners a, a little bit of background. So a few years ago, some of my colleagues and I decided to start a college readiness uh, consulting group. We wanted to work with school districts and with uh, students and give them advice, give them information about the college application process, but also provide some mentoring, provide some um, um, guidance, I think, and and also help parents out. You know, what we found was um, in our extensive experience in higher ed, I think collectively we have something like over 50 to 60 years of experience in higher education and primarily working with first year students is that we found that a lot of students one, come to college without a lot of information. Um, they, they, that, that lack of information then impacts the kinds of decisions that they make. And so what we'd like to do is, you know, we want to be able to give students that kind of information to help them make better decisions, to help them be better prepared when they get into the classroom. And, but also to think about what lies after college. I think our ideas and our perceptions of college are often misguided and misinformed. And so this podcast is an extension of that work. Uh, The primary focus of this podcast will be to visit with um, professionals that have gone through the sort of the, the college ringer have them reflect on their experiences in college, how they came to identify a major, the kind of work that they're doing, and then to to see what kinds of tips they would offer students that are just now beginning to navigate that process. So um, I'm gonna gonna allow my first guest to introduce himself. Um, And so take it away, Ben. Howdy, everybody. My name is Benjamin Nevadas. I am a graduate from Cal Chelsea, and I am also a graduate from Texas A&M. I've been up here for six years now, and um, I'm now in grad school at East Tennessee State University, an online program, and um, I'm here just to, to help out, just to show that everybody that no matter what it is that you want to do, you can do, the thing, you can do that thing. Um, it is a a interesting and complicated route, but there's plenty of people out there who are willing to help and uh, are looking for those resources. And, and this is going to be a really awesome, awesome podcast that uh, Dr. Salivar has allowed us to, to be on and, and continuing to promote just education and, and helping each other out to help grow in the right direction. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Ben. So, you know, Ben, um, you know, just to get started, uh, I'm going to ask you to kind of take a step back and think back to, you know, at this point, right? Uh, and I, I don't want to say how many years ago, right? But when you were, you know, October, November of your senior year of high school, you know, what were you thinking about in terms of college? Where were your thoughts? Where did you feel prepared? Did you feel like you had a plan? Where were you? Definitely not prepared. Okay. Uh, start off with that. I mean, uh, I was definitely pretty lost. Um, a lot of what I, I was, I surrounded myself, I was in a group of friends that were very, um, very willing or they wanted to go to college. Everyone was going to college. It was really wasn't a question. Um, so that helped me kind of get got an idea of where I wanted to go. But initially I was just kind of applying. And I didn't even think that I could really get into college to be honest with you. Like, it's like, Oh man, I'm, I'm the bottom, I don't know, bottom 33% or the top, 
top 33%. So I wasn't part of the 10% group and everybody else around me was. And so I was kind of intimidated by that. I didn't really want to apply anywhere because it's like, man, what if they get in and I don't? Um, but I ended up uh, finding University of Houston downtown. Uh, our athletic director brought down one of the coaches from out there. And uh, with that connection, he kind of helped me uh, understand what I could do with powerlifting. And so I, I was like, you know what? All right, let's, let's do powerlifting. But then I reached out to a couple different programs, reached out to UT and I also reached out to AM and figured out that they have powerlifting as well. And unfortunately in our sport, there is no real scholarships. And so, yeah. no, it was unfortunate that kind of guided my, um, my path. And at that point, I got this, the full ride to University of Houston downtown and all my friends were going to Texas A&M. And it's like, well, they have a program too. I can do with my friends. Well, why not? So I kind of followed my friends, but also um, found that I, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, this is a bigger school. It has a little more reputation. I could probably um, make do or do better out there um, than at University of Houston. Um, so ended up make, making that decision uh, very late in the game, to be honest with you. If it wasn't for a lot of people surrounding me and helping me through that process, then I don't think I ever would have really either gone to college or gone to a Yeah. So... So I think you brought up a lot of really interesting points. One, you didn't feel like like you were prepared, you were ready for that process. Um, two, it, it sounds like I think having friends that were motivated and already had college in their mind, obviously it, sound like, sound as, it sounds like that helped you. Um, but then you also talked about just having people around you um, to help you with through that. You know, you talked about your athletic director, you talked about others. Um, you know, without, without those people, um, do you think it would have been a different story for you? I, I think so. Yeah. I think with that, without the community, without a, a community, then there is real, no, it's hard to, it, somebody, one of my clients told me it takes a village um, to build anybody, to build an individual. Uh, I'm, so I'm a, I'm a coach right now, I'm a personal trainer and we're working with this individual and that's what they said. And I was like, wow, you have such a good point. It really does take a village and without every single influence, whether it be good or bad, they helped guide my, guide my views and, and teach me, now, this is what I do want for my life, or this is what I don't want for my life. Um, without a doubt, having each individual, again, whether they have a any experience I had with each individual, there's always something to take away, and there's always something to learn. So I think without the community, I would not be where I am today. Awesome. Thank you. Um, tell me about your first year in college. What was that like for you? First year in college was um, intense. I was super excited to get to college. I mean, I was with my friends, and 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 at that time, I my first week of school, I was late too because I went to go compete for Team USA in Hungary. So I got back and had done had done pretty well for my first time, and so I was excited. And so we we I lived the the freshman life and probably gotten myself in more trouble than I should have initially, but I was also super excited to do the lab because that's what I had reached out to before I had gotten uh, to A&M. I reached out to Dr. Lightfoot, who is probably one of the best people I've ever met. Gosh, so just such a good individual. He helped me. He brought me into the lab and he gave me the opportunity to work as a, as a freshman. When everybody else around me were master students and seniors and I was the only 
un undergrad there. Um, so I was given that awesome opportunity, but I got so excited about that and then being on the powerlifting team that I forgot about classes. Uh, so, you know, I had the social life, had the, had the opportunity to be my own person, be out of the house, and then had the, the lab work, which I was super excited about. It's practical. I love being hands-on. And then the... Uh, uh, then the powerlifting team. So all of that added together. I forgot about classes and ended up getting uh, kicked out of AM my first my first semester. Um, yeah, so it was a um, it is the reality of it. I think it is you know, what I learned after that was if you don't do the things that you have to do, then you can't do the things that you want to do. Um, mm. So you've got to go to class. You got to go and do all those those small things. Otherwise, um, that opportunity gets taken away. So after that, I went ahead and signed a a contract to be submitted or to be readmitted the second semester. And uh, I, so I went back to AM my second semester. No 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 time in between and. Uh, I did not meet the GPA requirements immediately after that. So then I ended up getting uh, kicked out of AM again and then went to Blinn for a year and a half or a year. So summer and then one full, so one, two, three semesters, including summer, summer one, summer two, fall and spring. By that next summer, I was readmitted to AM and uh, restarted my journey there. <laughs> Fine, thankfully, and with with a new head, with learning that you know can't mess around nearly as much as as I was. Yeah. Um, but it taught me a lot. I mean, it, it really did. Like balancing time management is such a big thing, and and this time in my life, balance is the thing that continues to to kind of come at me. It's like, how do I try to go to grad school, go to work, uh, try to do podcasts and grow relationships and both professional or um, otherwise. And it's, it's difficult, but it is, it is a lot to balance. Life yeah. is not easy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, you know, Ben, I, yeah, I know you somewhat. I didn't know any of this and any of the yeah. story. I think, I think it's a, um, I think it's, it's a, one, it's, it sounds like a good learning experience. It's also, I think, um, you know, telling that here you are, you weren't top 10%, you said, but but still top 30%. You're still able to get into Texas A&M, which is an incredible school. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm sure, like, if you ask the people around you, if you ask the adults around you, the, the people that knew you growing up, I'm sure... I would say most of them thought you're going to be successful. You're going to have a good first year. You're going to do fine. Um, but I think, I think what happened to you happens to a lot of students, right? We, we go away, you've got all this freedom, you lose track of or lose sight of, right? The things you have to do versus the things you want to do. And the things we want to do are just, they're, they're all, they're right in front of us. Right. And it's really exciting. So, you know, thinking about that now, if you had an opportunity to talk to 18 year old Ben, what would you tell yourself? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, I would tell myself that one, that I, that I can do it. I think there is a, a fear of, of not like not initially applying to AM, otherwise, like without my friends, um, because I didn't think I could do it. And then realizing once I got here, it's like, man, you really can. It's just a matter of about sitting down and getting it done. It really is as simple as that. Just, there's nothing to it but to do it. It's mm -hmm. another thing I've been saying a lot recently. There really is. There's nothing else to do it but just to sit down and get it done. Yeah. Um, and 
that will end up benefiting you in the long term. At, at the same time, uh, I would not be here and be the person I am today without any of those experiences. Um, so they, they either they had to happen or not, but I, I am who I am today because of the struggle of being kicked out and just making sure that I would tell myself, hey, don't give up. You know, like it, do not give up because there is light at the end of the tunnel. Whether you see the light or you don't, whether you're at the very start of the tunnel or in the middle of the tunnel, there is light there. It's just a matter of continuing to chug along one step at a time and, and powerlifting or in, in strength training uh, with my clients. It's, it's one rep at a time. It's nothing but of just work. So everybody hates burpees, but just do one burpee at a time. By the time you know, you've done 10 yeah. by the time you 25 and you're you're on your way to 100 that day you know whatever, whatever your goal is um keeping your head you know, keeping your head up keeping your head down um chugging along and do, don't give up awesome thank you um okay so you get to nm you don't have immediate success right academically at least but it sounds like you know you're you're involved in other things you're doing powerlifting um you take a you take a year and uh you know, um, to go and kind of regroup it at Blinn, come back to AM. Did you um did you already know what what it is that or what it was that you were gonna major in? Not necessarily, oddly enough. And I think the reason that I fell into my major was because I mean I, I was in powerlifting and I knew that I loved fitness. That was the one area that I knew I either that I loved that I loved. I just I knew that I loved to work out, whether it be a getaway or whatever it is. And then I started becoming more interested. I remember talking to my brother at um at Peter Pepper Pizza, we were sitting down and we were talking about uh, why a powerlifter is, is built the way they are versus a bodybuilder and what are those differences genetically. And then that's when I sent my email to Dr. Life, Dr. Lightfoot just shortly thereafter. And he's like, yeah, once, once you come to AM, um, and it was so, like still several months away, um, go ahead and re- email me again. We'll sit down, we'll talk, and then we'll see if it's something you want to continue to do. Um, and he's still someone who I call and talk to till this day. I and mean, he's somebody who with John Hopkins and worked for NASA and NASCAR and has all these um, super awesome uh, life experiences and he was able to help, like help guide me. And if I would have reached out to that, um, that individual, then I don't think I, again, would be here to where I am today. Um, it's all about the community. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure if I answered your question. Well, I mean, no, no I think, I think you in, you know, in, you, you sort of did, right. You said, um, you know, you didn't, you weren't sure about a major, yes. but you knew that you loved fitness. Obviously, it was a part of your life. You were doing powerlifting. Um, and so I think a number of things, right? It's, it's that interest, something that you had already been exposed to, something that already was part of what you were doing. But then two, I think uh, those, those people, right? Having those PP, those key people and building those relationships and those networks. And so obviously having an opportunity to work with somebody as distinguished as Dr. Lightfoot, to have them, right? And to be influenced by them and to work in close proximity with them, but also to see that, you know, here's somebody that is doing, you know, maybe things that I'd like to do in a field that I'd like to be doing. I mean, it, it sounds like you, you, one, you had an idea of what it is, at least the, a general field. But two, I think, and, and one thing that I would love to stress to our listeners is 
you know, you reached out to this professor, you reached out, you looked for an opportunity to work in his lab and, and, and gain some experience. Right. And, and I think it may be, tell, tell me if I'm wrong, working in the lab gave you a sense of, is this something I could see myself doing down the road? Without a doubt. And that, it gave me that, that opportunity to understand if this is definitely something I wanted to continue to do. Um, and also told me, I think a lot of um, where, where someone works or where someone ends up is also the community that's involved with those people. Um, and so for me, fitness is usually surrounded by people who want to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he is definitely one of those individuals. And so I would come to him and tell him, you know, I don't know if I want to work in the lab but I'm kind of interested in being a strength conditioning coach. It's like, not a problem. Let me go ahead and send some emails and then I'm going to get you connected with uh, coach B at a which is part of our player development center. Um, so then I went, sat down with coach B, talked to her. She's like, if you don't have a love for it, then, you know, you can, we're looking to volunteer and get an idea of this, this is what you want to do. And I went back to him and was like, I don't think that's what I want to do, but I think I kind of still want to do coaching. Okay. Not a problem. Let me send you to Dr. Thornton. And so I went next door to Dr. Thornton and, and, Every single time I needed or I wanted to talk to him, that's just like have some feedback. Like, what should I do? What do you think I should do? Like, what does it sound like? Um, and he was just such a good guy. He would tell, like, no, this is where you, this is who you should talk to. Yeah. Um, and same thing with East Tennessee State University. I would not be at this university without him. Um, and I told him, you know, he saw what I was doing and he said, you know, you, where, she, where you belong is East Tennessee State University. Uh, so I ended up. Uh, applying there and and the person who runs this program is the head exercise phys- or was the head exercise physiologist for uh the olympic committee the olympic oh, team um so he the very amazing he's like the best program in the nation pretty much for for what you want to do and it was yeah. like i don't know and then i applied and then now i'm in the program it's like wow this is shit. you you knew what he was talking about he really yeah. put me in a good spot um and same like i even at a and when i realized that i didn't really so basic exercise physiology versus applied exercise physiology basic is um you're down to the the, the molecular level the the isoenzymes and enzymes and all that um very i guess meticulous meticulous items um and we work on rats versus applied we worked on humans so he's like you know you should go to dr crider's lab go walk over there and i ended up connecting with um a gentleman that i still speak to today yeah and was able to work in that lab and I got published as an undergrad and um, got like four abstracts and, and I would have never had that opportunity if yeah. it wasn't for you know Dr. Lightfoot and reaching out that initial time and now I can reach out to all these other individuals and be like hey what do you think I should do now um, it's a different perspective wow wow that's that's a great story and I think it is it is a really good example you know I I find that students when they come to the university they um, they have this idea that right i'm an identify major and then i'll 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 graduate and the job will be waiting for me and sometimes they come in and they have tunnel vision and they see themselves as as this is what i'm going to major in and that is my career and here i think what you did was you talked to a bunch of people you had a bunch of different experiences you figured out what everybody was doing and you were able to connect it, right? You were able to, you know, if, if your career or your, your major and, and professional interest was a jigsaw puzzle, right? You were able to put pieces together by connecting to all of these people, having these really rich experiences, developing a really strong network of support. And so, I don't know. So fast forward, you know, then take me to your graduating and what are your plans after graduation? What was, what were you thinking? At, at that point, I still really didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, 
I knew uh, I had changed three majors three times. I think that's something important to say. Um, I was a basic exercise physiology and then working in the lab, working with proteins I realized basic exercise physiology may not be for me hundred um, percent. So then I switched. And when I signed that contract, I became food science um, and loved food. I mean, I love eating. So it's like, you know what? Might as well major in some food, right? Yeah. Um, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And now to this day, I still have books like gastronomy, the study of flavor. And that's just, now a part of my, one of my interests, um, but not something I necessarily wanted to, to have a career in. Uh, so then it gave me some unique opportunities. And now I use science in my cooking at home. Um, and then after that, I ended up doing the applied physiology. So then I uh, got into the lab and now, and then I graduated with a sports conditioning um, major with a minor in coaching and a minor in psychology. So it, it, I was like, I still think I want to do coaching. So then I tried to become a teacher and then um, ended up deciding, you know, I don't think I want to be in the school system. So then it's like, you know what, let me go ahead. I actually got a, a job outside of the industry entirely and went and got a job in the construction industry. Uh, so I became a, became a salesman for a construction company and continued to work in the lab, continued to, to volunteer. Um, but I was working construction company completely different but it gave me some really a, a cool opportunity to learn that I don't want to be in construction I mean that's just not that's not me that's not what I want to do yeah. I love people that's something else that taught me though like yes I don't want to do that thing but I do love people that that is the that I um, have a, a strength in but at the same time something that I truly enjoy I mean, we're all in this together as as, nit, as cliche as it is we really are yeah um Every, and every person, every opportunity is a, is a learning opportunity. Every person's a learning learning experience. So uh, ended up getting out of that, and then got got the job with with Miramont Country Club as, as a personal trainer. And so uh, I took the job, and it was a it, again kind of reinforced that that idea that I definitely do enjoy. Um, people I, I, I building these relationships yeah. that are absolutely amazing with some very very uh, successful individuals that have that are able to give me a different perspective that I can kind of bounce ideas off of I just started investing recently and and the, the only reason I think I really did is because somebody brought it up is like this is what you should do this is dividend investments this is um, the, the people to invest in and these are people not to invest in and and understand like I never knew anything about the stock market and yeah. nor do I really know much about it but there are people in my community that do that can kind of guide me in the right direction yeah wow so this is this has been really fascinating um and and i well i know and and i i think you know i'm I'm glad you're the first guest because because I, i think you know you're an example of what a lot of students go through right maybe struggle at the beginning um, you, you have a lot of questions, you're trying to find your way, you've got varied interests. Um, and, and even, even after, even after graduating, right, you know, maybe I'll work in the school system, realize I don't want to work in the school system. Let me, um, let me see about this construction job, do some of that for a little bit, right? And, and I, I think that's just, that's great because it gives you all of these different life experiences, right? Um, how did you find your way to graduate school? 
Um, so I took two years off from graduating undergrad to going to grad school. Um, it was something that I had told myself, you know, this is something that I'm, that I want to do. It's something that I'm going to do. Um, and then I got, I got the job with, with, uh, the construction company, left the construction and it just, it felt like I was missing something. I just, I don't know if that was, I was trying to decide, do I go to, do I go to law school? Do I go to med school? Do I go to go get a PhD? Um, do I go to the military? I mean, these are all still things that I'm thinking about now. And then, uh, uh, I think that there is so much opportunity in this life for us to, to, to choose from. It's, it's kind of overwhelming sometimes. Um, so it's like, okay, if, I, if I, no matter what, I, if I go to grad, if I go to law or if I want to go to law school, I'm going to need um, a graduate degree because my GPA in undergrad wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so to help increase my chances for that, I need to go to grad school. Whether I want to go to my, my GPA just wasn't good enough to continue an education outside of anything else really. Um, so, or at least I, I didn't think so. So um, ended up deciding to go to grad school so that it opened up more opportunities for me. So I either go to the military and I have a higher rank initially. Um, my, my uh, everyone in my community was all PhDs and, and uh, master's students. And one of them got a, uh, Dr. Grubick got a, um, got the opportunity to go be a, an aerospace physiologist for the Navy and someone that I, I spent a lot of time with in the lab and, and he's like getting his pilot's license and training with the SEALs and doing all like all sorts of things, you know, yeah. I was like, man, like that is something that I would like to do. Um, and I always wanted to go to the military. So it gives me both the opportunity to be um, in the military and also be an aerospace physiologist or work in exercise physiology. Yeah. So I was like, that sounds like a good idea, but there's no way that I can get there without a master's either. So I was like, okay, well, if I want to go down that route in the future, then I need to master's either way. So now it gives me the opportunity to go to law school or go to the military as an aerospace phys. Um, and then med school became a thing that possibly go be a sports medicine doctor. Same, same thing. I, I need that, that foundation to be able to go, to go pursue that. So lots of different opportunities to open doors. I think that's, that's the biggest thing. So no, somebody told me no one's ever going to be able to take that away from you. No one's ever going to take away your, your education. You're always going to have a master's and you are seen differently once you, once you have that master's and, and, and even if it's only a master's and you can get a PhD, it's, it's a level of respect in, in some industries, but also at the same time, it's a level of knowledge. Yeah. Um, and you get to choose that how specific you get into, into that realm. You know, so 18 year old Ben, you're, you know, leaving, getting ready to go to A&M. Could you have imagined everything that you've experienced to this point? Without a doubt. No. Yeah. No. And, and I, you know, I love, I love your story. I love everything that you've, you've experienced in your sharing because, um, like I said, I think a lot of students, again, they, they have this misperception that, that I'm going to go and this is, this is what I'm going to do, right? And it's kind of like a straight line, and it's rarely a straight line. I mean, and, and your case is a great example. Um, and, and who knows what, what, where you're going to end up. I think you're going to continue to be successful. You, you've got a good head on your shoulders. But, you know, it sounds like also – you're eager, you know, you, you're eager to ask questions. You're not afraid to connect with people. You're not afraid to leverage your networks. Um, you know, and, and I think you, you know, you look at things positively, you know, it sounds like you have a lot of doors that are, that are open for you and, 
you can go a lot of different routes. And, you know, as soon as you finish that master's degree, you know, some additional doors are going to open for you. Um, thinking of thinking back, you know, or maybe not, not thinking back, but what, what other advice would you like to share with students, with young people listening out there, young people that are, because I, I feel like, you know, a lot of high schools today, and this is not, I'm not, not critical of the high school system, but I think a lot of times there's a lot of pressure on kids to figure out what they want to do really young. What advice would you give young people? I just, I mean, I remember being in that position. I remember sitting inside Dr. Leffert's office and, and telling him, it's like they want me to choose a major and then that major is going to be what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And I felt so scared and overwhelmed. And like, how, how can this be the end all be all? I, I don't understand it. Um, and it's not. It, it you you can choose something that's going to help open doors and whether that be I, if i would have started as a basic exercise physiology or or gone to food science route it gives me the opportunity to apply to a master's program that doesn't necessarily require um, me to have that background i mean i, I can apply to I could, I could apply to law school right out right out of undergrad after taking the lsat it is without a doubt necessarily not an end-all be-all um it's surround yourself with as many people as you possibly can that, are, that have a mentality that you um, that you want to that you you want to share. If you know the the people, somebody told me like the builders. You want you want to be around builders, people who are wanting to build relationships and grow, um, and whatever route that they grow in. People are so complicated. Life is so complicated. You have to not only deal with all these things, but also um, dealing with loans and dealing with like finances and and personal relationships, romantic relationships, and everything in between relationships back home how often it's it's hard it's not gonna be easy um but one step at a time is 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 the biggest thing and also surrounding people that probably know more about a specific thing than you do like i don't know about the stock market but i know that this other gentleman does and he can give me advice um as as i ask ask there are never too many questions there are never too many questions um i i feel like i i initially was scared to ask people questions up here. Like, man, they're going to think I'm bothering them. Like, but no, it, people want to give you advice and, uh, and asking for advice is important without it. Then I don't think that anybody would be where they are today. No, like not the most successful people think about them. They didn't get there alone. Yeah. No, nobody gets there alone. Yeah. Um, and so I think even using therapy, using every single resource that you have available to you, um, it's going to be the most beneficial thing for you. And keeping healthy relationships is going to be very important. Um, so I know that's a lot of things there, but those are a lot of things that I need to try to keep in my life and that I'm trying to constantly balance. Um, but always ask for help. There's, and I feel like there's trust. There's also a level of trust that you have to have with individuals as well. Uh, understanding that um, when I came up here, it's kind of like man, uh, I'm from the valley. It's it's kind of weird. There's culture shock. Um, didn't think I was going to be accepted, but trusting that other people are there to help you is a big deal as well. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So Ben. Um, Thank you. I, I think um, this was a good way to start. This was a good way to start the podcast. I know you've you've asked if uh, if you can can come back. You're always welcome to come back. Um, 
you know, the great thing about, about this podcast is this is the first episode. Who knows where it's going to go? Um, my hope is that the format will continue with, you know, I'll have uh, folks that are professionals that are, you know, graduate school that are out working that have been through the sort of the college process and they can, can reflect on that. Uh, I'm looking for varied experiences um, you know, and, and, and people that can give advice to, to young people that are just starting out and just trying to figure things out for themselves, but also to help put them at ease because I feel like so many of them are, are anxious and nervous and feel like they've got to have it all figured out. And when in reality, you, you don't. Uh, that's the exciting part is, is figuring it out as you go. Um, so thank you. Thank you again. Um, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um. I want to ask you a question, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Did you have a similar experience going, like, transitioning from undergrad to grad <laughs> to, to getting a PhD? Um, yeah, I went away to school thinking I was going to major in business, and I always tell this story to my students. Um, I'm thinking I was going to major in business because I, I envisioned myself as a CEO with a corner office looking down at all of the little people working for me. I quickly realized that is not me. Like, that is not my character. But um, I think because because I was going to Stanford, there was that expectation that I placed on myself that like I'm going to this university that's produced like all of these amazing business people and, and CEOs and whatnot. But for me, it's always been about helping people. Um, and so, you know, in high school, I used to tutor and I'd volunteer at the Head Start with Boys and Girls Club. And I love that. I enjoyed that. And, and I enjoy those relationships. I didn't know what I was going to major in then. And it took me till the end of my sophomore year till I declared. And, um, and even then I remember when I told my parents that I was going to major in Chicano studies, my dad was like, um, can you get a job with that? <laughs> and, I, and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, could do, I could do all sorts of things. Right. And the whole time I was just like hedging my bets, like, Oh God, I hope I can find work, you know? And so I'm getting ready to graduate. And um, I, I think it's maybe midway through my senior year. And I'm thinking I'm going to be an elementary teacher because every time I'd come home, I would, I would substitute teach at the local elementaries and I loved it. And, and they would give me like the worst kids. They would give me like, like the kids that nobody wanted a sub for. And I love, I never had any problems with it. I loved it. Um, and then I got, and then I got cold feet. I got scared and I thought, and this is in all seriousness. I said, I don't know everything. And I felt like I remember being five and six and seven and thinking my elementary teacher knew everything. Like they knew every answer, regardless of what I asked them, they knew every answer. And I thought, oh my God, I don't know everything. And I got scared and I stayed. I stayed for another year and did a master's degree, like just right after, just didn't even, I just, they had a pro, we had a program called a co-terminal master's. So I, I just stayed, I applied during my senior year, got in, continued with a master's degree. And then, um, you know, I never planned to teach at a university. That was never part of my goal. Um, the job really landed in my lap. I was in the right place, the right time. Like you, I would go and visit all of my professors and I would ask them about their lives and how they came to the decisions that they, that they made and, and, and their jobs and what kinds of experiences they had. Um, 
And so like this topic is, is really personal to me because I, I didn't have it figured out. You know, I, I graduated number 12 in my class and I was one of those kids that like I was supposed to have it figured out and I didn't. Um, I told myself I would teach at the university for three years and then go back to school. Um, I went back to school, but didn't leave. I kept teaching and, and um, commuted to UT for, for two years and then lived in Austin for a summer. Um, and, and it was, it was totally worth it. Every, everything that I've experienced in education, I would do it again without a heartbeat in within a heartbeat. Um, I don't regret a single thing. Um, but like you, I, I, I think it's also opened a lot of doors for me and I love it. I love that. I love that, uh, that I can be doing this, that I can have a podcast, that I can still help kids, that I can still teach. Um, and that's the exciting thing. And I, and I don't, I don't want students to feel like, like sort of I've, I've dug myself in this hole and this is all I can do for the rest of my life. No, you can do all sorts of things. Um, so that's, that's really, you know, my intent there, but, but like, like you, I didn't have it figured out. I had to ask a lot of questions and, uh, and visit with a lot of people. Yeah. I think it's really cool that, you know, you're starting a podcast. I think that alone shows that you're, you're still growing and still trying to figure things out and the world is constantly changing and we have to kind of adapt to what is the new thing? What, what is going to be, uh, either the, the, what is the new thing and, yeah. and how are we going to reach as many people as possible so that we can help each other? People, you know, cause we can help each other. And the, the goal was helping people for yeah. you and, it went from something very from, from local to yeah. this, which can grow as as big as it as it needs to, or as as it, as it can. Fingers right? crossed, Ben. Right? Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm hope, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it just it shows that we're always constantly, no matter who you are, you're always trying to figure it out, and yeah. and no one is ever alone. Um, you know, like we have we have each other. We we can we can kind of bounce each other ideas off of each other here. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe you get something out of it and maybe and I, I know I'll definitely get something out of it this as well so I think we're always constantly growing uh, together yeah awesome I totally agree man um, so thank you thank you again I learned so much um, from you and from your talk um, and uh, I'm sure others will enjoy it and others will learn a lot from it um, but thank you again for joining us so This concludes the first episode of the Way to College podcast. Thank you to all of our listeners out there. Stay tuned for for another episode, and we will be seeing you soon. All right. Take care.